Welcome to the Review Crew. With Fran and Emma. So this is Pissmas. <laughs> and what have you done? Another pot over. And a new one begun. What's up, reviewers? It's the Christmas episode. This is your co-host, Fran, toddler mom, millennial. Um, I have okay. I was gonna say lover of Christmas. I'm like okay on Christmas. Uh, still sick, still sick, so, but still kicking. Uh, welcome to the pod, everyone. <laughs> and this is Emma, the other co-host. I did not approve of the use of pissmas in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, aspiring minimalist, lover of Christmas, Christmas enthusiast. Um, welcome. <laughs> um so this is pissmas is now a classic song in in the power munton household um i started singing it during the pandemic and it suddenly occurred to me one a moment around christmas time in 2020 when it was uh when it was pissmas time and now it's my favorite christmas song is to just say that over and over again oh i love that i actually wrote down my rankings of best christmas songs like i feel like we should get into that Oh, I'm definitely down to do that. Let's let's do a quick check in. Um, yeah, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's Sunday. We went to a concert on both Friday night and Saturday night, which was Damn. an accident. We bought these tickets like nine months ago and didn't realize they fell on the same weekend. Hmm. But um, it was great. So we've been doing a lot of fun stuff. And did either yeah. of your concerts try and incorporate Christmas music just because it's the season? <laughs> Jeff Rosenstock did open with just a recording of um, Cartman from South Park singing like Oh Holy Night <laughs> <laughs> and it was pretty funny with like Christmas lights going on going all very around. nice very nice yeah South Park humor we love it yeah um, but How Modest Mouse did not Modest Mouse did nothing Christmassy you know Isaac doesn't really speak much they just played Lonesome Crowded West start to finish then we waited around for like a good chunk of time clapping and cheering wanting an encore Mm -hmm. and they finally came back on and they were like we don't usually do encores but like I guess you insist and then they played three more songs and they ended with Breakthrough and that was night very nice I mean Lonesome Crowded West is tight um, I was going to say, because I have not listened to Modest Mouse basically since um, uh, probably like 2008. I stopped enjoying the music that they were making. Mm. Um, I haven't tried listening to any of their newer stuff. Or Did they play newer stuff than in their encore? Is it any good? <laughs> I have not really engaged. It was so funny. So they played what we think is one new song. Because like, they did three songs for the encore, and it was like you know two classics. And Sandwich in the Middle mm-hmm. was an, what we think was a new song. Because no, literally no one knew it in the audience like it was dead silent (laughs) so I felt a little bad for them yeah that's hella funny but also it's like well why are you writing worse music (laughs) like their music was super good and then I feel like Isaac Brock went like full cookie monster singing style and like the music became untenable his voice did change right I was thinking about that last night because he was singing Lonesome Crowded West but kind of with more of the affect that he sings the current songs. But I want to stipulate, he they sounded really good. Like, the album sounded mm. great, but it was more of, like, his current style of singing, I feel like. Interesting, interesting. Do you feel like it's changed? 
Um, I mean, yeah, I feel like he definitely has, there's a very marked change in sort of their style yeah. of music and the way, he, specifically the way he sings that you see sort of starting in um, fucking, what is it, Good News? Is that what the album is? Yeah, which is still a good album. I, yeah, so that was, I mean, that was the first, al- I mean, we're trying to do a Christmas episode, but. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, no, it's fine. I want to keep talking about this. Because that was the first album I ever heard by Modest Mouse, and I really, right. like, that was one of my introduction to them. Everyone's I, introduction. The world's introduction, almost. I mean, for people that were 12 when it came out, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think people older than us probably heard about them earlier. I don't know. I don't but know. yeah, because Flow Dog was huge. Well, I watched that music video on MTV, and I was like, this is, uh, this is a cool band um and i really like that album but i do feel like it just sort of was like at the beginning of the end of somehow of my interest in them because i worked backwards in their discography really got into their music and then as they came out with new albums it was just like there's like i don't know if it's like the increase in horns the increase in cookie monster style singing is the only way i can describe it it just was like a little old i love them and also adrian and i were saying the album after good news uh the ship saying yeah yeah that one um underrated we feel like it's it's got a bad rap because it is more of his like poppiness but it's actually pretty good there's some good songs on there (laughs) all right yeah because i I definitely listened to that album but way less than the ones that came before i mean same same. yeah but that one i remember there were some things i liked from it but um Interesting. Maybe I should reassess. I haven't even listened to any Modest Mouse for a really long time. Occasionally I'll put on, yeah, like Lonesome Crowd West or The Moon in Antarctica. And I'm just like, oh, these are still like really good albums. Exactly. Um, That's really fun that you saw them. Yeah, it was my third time seeing them. And it was Damn. probably the best time of the three. What a What a true fan. Yeah, man. Being a true fans of music, what's your favorite Christmas song? <laughs> Thank you for asking. I wanted to just like rank top three, top four. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay, let's go, let's go. Because I feel like for nostalgia, listen, I have a nostalgic place in my heart for Garth Brooks' Christmas album. <laughs> and he's actually made two Christmas albums. Wow. But the one that I'm a fan of is that's like a dark cover. He's got a cowboy hat on. It's not on Spotify. You can't find it online. Oh, man. <laughs> CD only. Um, but yeah, it's really good. So my favorite song is off that album, and it's called The Friendly Beast. I mean, other people sing it too, but he has the best Wait, the version friendly beast? of The Friendly Beasts. You, you'd recognize it. It goes like, I said the donkey shimmered under. I gave him my wool. Oh. You know what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah like not i could not sing any of it to you but i've definitely like heard that the good song mm-hmm. all what right about you wonderful about you? my top um i don't really know because again okay so one of the reasons i started with so this is pissmas and that's my favorite <laughs> i mean because that's that's my favorite is the my parody of the john lennon so this is christmas or i think it's, i don't even think it's called that i actually do really like that i really I like it's called wars over there Yes, yes. Yeah. I really like the when he goes really high and he's like, oh, hello, Merry Christmas. Like, I think that's really entertaining. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah, it's all right. Um, I feel like my relationship to Christmas music was uh, definitely dampened by working retail, like by working at Whole Foods, because just like starting December and all I'm fucking hearing is Christmas music all the time. And then every time I go into any store, it's the same christmas music playlist and it's just like everywhere all the time 
where like you fail it took me years after working at whole foods to like enjoy any christmas music at all Mm. but i will say one christmas song that i have loved even throughout all that time is uh louis armstrong's doing louis armstrong's i was gonna say his like (laughs) version of something but then i changed how i was doing the sentence part way through anyways his version of is that you santa claus i love that i love i love wait how's that go I only remember that line where he goes, is that you, Santa Claus? (laughs) It's just like being a kid and like Santa's coming and you're asking if it's him. Um, Like you're hearing a sound. I don't remember. I can't remember any more of it, but I just know that I love it. I love all Louis Armstrong's Christmas music. I would say that's those are always uh, perfect tens for me. Interesting. Haven't heard any of them. Um, I would like to rank some more, though. Yes, please. Oh, Sylvia. Mm-hmm. Well, I love Benjamin Britten's Ceremony of Carols. This is a program for uh, young singers, you know, in choir to sing. Okay. And <laughs> specifically, I love the Gregorian chant style song, Odie Christus Noctus Test. It really doesn't get better than that, guys. Um, what the, can you give us a sample? I will. And this is what the children were singing as I was just like sobbing, sobbing um, mm-hmm. the Christmas concert last week. Mm-hmm. So it goes like, it's like an octave higher than this, but it goes, Hodie Christus Noctus Est, Hodie Salvatore Pauli. I mean, I could go on and on, but that's oh. how it goes. <laughs> well, never heard it. <laughs> Sounds great. It's very like solemn and nice. Something I wanna I wanna also just like share this with the with the reviewers. I don't know if they know this about us, but um I want you all to know so it can be acknowledged publicly that Emma can sing and is very good at singing and I cannot. So I just wanna in our music section I wanna make sure that that's just what everyone's expecting right now. I feel like you can. I mean, I have had any musical training in my life because I used to play in band. I don't have the worst year for music, but also like the idea of um, starting in key in a song <laughs> or <laughs> even staying in key is uh, pretty challenging for me. Well, you are doing great so far. I'm just today. saying that you did a beautiful rendition of whatever that song was. So I just want <laughs> everyone to know that it's because you have a choir background, beautiful singing voice. And I was also trying to be unique and have a unique favorite Christmas song. Second favorite. Second really favorite. Um, I, yeah, I really, I don't have, I'm trying to think of like any, I love, I love the You're Mean One, Mr. Grinch, because I love oh, yeah. the, How the Grinch Stole Christmas uh movie i associate that with you yeah yeah okay so this is something i want to get into is a little bit like i mean we can keep doing favorite songs we can keep it as songs but like not just like what are your favorites but like what were like classics in your household like the fact that you grew up specifically with like a garth brooks christmas thing and that that was big in your household like that i've never i would never i would never (laughs) Um, but we did have like Jules Christmas album, which I don't remember like anything except for that it's like boring and quiet. But like we grew up with that. And like we I grew up with like it was like a I think it was like a blues blues singers doing Christmas album, which is why I love Louis Armstrong's Christmas music is because like that's what we we listen to that every year as well as the fucking Jewel album. <laughs> um, yeah. So nice. do you have other So like the blues yes. one, I'm rating 10 out of 10. The Jewel album, I'm rating like. A four out of ten because I it's I only remember it as boring. Um, the, yeah, Garth Brooks is a ten out of ten. It needs to be or sorry, nine out of ten because it needs to be available online anywhere. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, so that's what would happen at my mom's house, Garth Brooks. My dad's house, right after Thanksgiving was over, as we were eating pie, they would put on the Celine Dion Christmas album as sort Ooh. of like a now it's Christmas. That's um, really cute. <laughs> yeah, that is cute, right? Um, and then so that's this is my journey, all right? I've got those mm-hmm. two halves of myself, but then when I came of age, you know, mm-hmm. 13, 14, mm-hmm. was introduced to Sufjan Stevens' first Christmas album. Okay. Okay. And this was this was important for me. I feel like I really could still get into it to this day. If mm-hmm. I put it on, it's got a lot of great tracks. It's a really long album. Yeah. <laughs> Did you listen to this? Um, so I didn't listen to it at the young age at which I think you introduced me to Sufjan Stevens oh, yeah. when we were preteens. Um, who is great. Steven likes his Christmas album a lot. So He's actually, got multiple. Oh, well, at least one of them, Steven likes. Yeah. Um, but we definitely have listened to it from time to time, and he's great. But for me, I'm always like, you know what I like better than this? His regular music. And I also feel <laughs> it feels very wintry to me. So usually partway through the Christmas album, one of his Christmas albums, I will just turn on like, here. what is it? Here Comes Illinois. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. I like that. I will say, I feel like it's funny in retrospect that my introduction to the Sufjan Stevens um, Christmas album was getting one of the songs for free from Starbucks. Remember when that was a thing? Dude, I know. <laughs> I'm like, I love, I love that. I remember like on iTunes and like they used to just have like in their like music store, you could just download a free song. Like once a week, mm. they would put out a free song mm-hmm. that you could download. I heard about Adele for the first time that way. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. great. Yeah, that is great. Um, okay, so that's one of your classics, Sufjan Stevens' Christmas. We love Sufjan. He would say, I would say his music in general, I want to rate as an eight out of 10. It is like yeah. beautiful, lovely, sometimes a little too slow. Sometimes too I experimental. like, yeah, sometimes too experimental. And sometimes, like, I don't actually want to listen to a song about John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, that is true. That one's creepy. Even and it's a pretty. good song. Yeah. And then I'm, so I'm always like, oh, I'll like, leave this on. And then as it plays, I'm just like, I hate this. Get away from me. <laughs> Sufjan, what are you doing? Very scary. Very scary. Mm-hmm. And you know I don't like to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have a side story that has to do with Christmas music. Can I just tell it really quick? Oh, please. Okay, so one of the concerts we went to this weekend, Friday night, was a Jeff Rosenstock concert. But it wasn't just Jeff Rosenstock. It was mm-hmm. Jeff Rosenstock and Laura Stevenson. Do you know Laura Stevenson? Absolutely not. Okay, well, neither did I really. Basically, they do some songs together, the two of them. And one of the songs they do is a cover of Harvest Moon, which was Adrian and my first dance song. So that's mm. why we wanted to go to this, this concert specifically. But anywho, okay, Laura Stevens son she's great actually mm-hmm. um she played some of her own songs i don't know if you would recognize the song that is called like living room new york and it's like in the waiting room in the waiting room i don't know i don't know if you'd recognize it but absolutely not but anyway okay <laughs> after the concert i'm like let me look her up on wikipedia because this is what mm-hmm. i do with everybody mm-hmm. turns out her grandpa was a composer and guess what her grandpa composed what the little drummer boy and what? do you hear what i hear what? <laughs> he's like the christmas composer that's crazy isn't that crazy i'm like imagine writing the little drummer boy that's wild see okay uh, and i have a soft spot i love little like that like because i guess like there's so much um there's so much christmas music that's just like it's so dramatic 
Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that song is so theatrical. It's so dramatic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, very simple, <laughs> but you have to, like, really get into it. And, like, one of my uncles, um, who we often will get together with around Christmas time, he will cry, like, every time he hears that song. Oh. And I love it for that reason. It's so cute. Um, but definitely definitely yeah like have a soft spot for that song so, melodramatic that's the word i'm looking for not just dramatic it's so melodramatic i feel like and um i love that about it i do too and i, I just want to quickly add because we should move on but my two favorite modern christmas songs are mistletoe mm. by justin bieber which is solid okay and um that song by nsync that goes Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, <laughs> Happy Holidays. Yep. That's a really good one. <laughs> all right, all right, solid, 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 solid. Uh, but did you have uh, any other songs stuff that you want to share? Um, well, I was thinking about. I was trying to think about like my childhood because that was definitely like my peak enjoyment of Christmas. Although I do feel like I'm getting a little less scroogey and grinchy now that I have a baby because it's like reminding me of my childhood love of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was remembering that my I loved Jingle Bell Rock as a kid. That was like my favorite song. I don't re- know who sang it. I think any version of it I would really like. And I'm just like, this is cool because it's a rock song <laughs> and it's Christmas. <laughs> and I thought it was the greatest song. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I was right as a child, I would rate it a 10 out of 10. As an adult, I don't even know. I feel like what for a Christmas song, sure, seven, eight. Yeah. Whatever. It's classic. Classic. We do listen to a lot of, like, Stephen has um, a record of uh, Nat King Cole's Christmas songs. And those are all wonderful because Nat King Cole has, like, an incredible, beautiful voice. He does. I do actually really like him. I just never listen to his Christmas stuff. You should. His beautiful velvet voice. Um, It's lovely. So we listen to that. Oh, actually, also, okay, so Stephen put on, because, yeah, I have always resisted like I don't want to put on Christmas music early like I'll listen to Christmas music but like maybe like the week of Christmas um and even that I can listen to like maybe an album and then I'm over it mm. again I feel like in part the trauma of working retail and having to hear it 24 mm-hmm. 7 um but St- so Stephen put it on while we were putting up our tree and I'm just like okay fine like we're putting up the tree so I guess this makes sense and like he put on fucking Nat King Cole and Sylvia just immediately like stopped what she was doing and listened to the music and then just started dancing with it. And it was so cute. It was a 10 out of 10. She is so cute. She's very cute. Very into dancing lately. It's pretty great. I love that. And speaking mm-hmm. of childhood joy, mm-hmm. I wanted I did want to ask you when you stopped believing in Santa. When I stopped believing in Santa. Okay. So I don't it's funny to me. So my stop I this was not it was not traumatic for me and I don't really remember is like the first thing but I've heard the story from my mom where basically I think I was in like first or second grade we we're just like on the way home from school and I was like I was like mom well the kid said Santa doesn't exist like <laughs> is is Santa real and she's just like and my mom like gives a very like well you know there was like someone story based on like it's a story like gives like a very like oh it's like a story that we tell and like Christmas lives in our hearts like a very like nice answer and I just like very seriously was just like but is he real though (laughs) was not here for her like nice story she's like okay he's not real um and I was just like okay but I like don't remember this at all because I was very much not traumatized by it it was just kind of like okay great 
which is funny because my sister actually who's in the car really distinctly remembers this because she was so worried I was going to freak out because for her she was super upset when she learned that Santa wasn't real um Mm. but yeah for me I was just kind of like oh whatever but do you do you have do you remember it as a traumatic moment what was your I definitely remember it but it wasn't traumatic but (laughs) here's the story okay Mm -hmm. so background info you have to know my grandpa Heron sweet man very very sweet man I do not hold this against him whatsoever he's Mm -hmm. super sweet um but (laughs) we were at their place for like a pre-Christmas celebration (laughs) and this is like mid to late elementary school maybe maybe mid I want to say mid to give myself some credit but maybe late anyway (laughs) um and he was just like talking to me and he was like you don't still believe in Santa do you (laughs) and I was like oh of course, I was like, no. But then in my heart, I was like, and now it's confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like you had maybe had some doubts, but you still yeah. held the Christmas spirit in your hearts until then. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> I can definitely remember being like, a, like going to bed on Christmas Eve and being like, I think I hear jingle bells. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean? <laughs> you know, so, okay. So even though I like had confirmed me Santa was not real at like in like first or second grade around that time, mm-hmm. I definitely remember <clears throat> as like a. 11 year old like finding a bell wait oh. hold on a second um okay anyway so I do remember when I was like 12 11 12 like finding a bell outside and just being like this is from Santa's sleigh like oh. what if this is from Santa's sleigh and it's like and part of me knew like this is definitely from like my neighbor's decorations must have like fallen off or something so I like found it on the sidewalk but I was like but what if it's from Santa's sleigh? <laughs> Dude, I like wanted to believe so bad. You're just like in the Polar Express. And can I say a very fond Christmas memory of mine was going with you and your mom and your mom's friend to see Polar Express mm. in IMAX in San Francisco. It's like one of, I think that's the only time. That's one of two movies I've ever seen in IMAX. Honestly, same. <clears throat> so funny. Such a good time. That was really fun. Um, wait, okay, have you, but if, if you, like, look back on the Polar Express, it's also just, like, everyone is Tom Hanks, and it's, like, a very weird animation <laughs> style. Like, it is a fuck? weird animation style. <laughs> so I was like, that experience of going to see an IMAX with you, 10 out of 10, thank you, Mom. Thank you, Sandy, I believe, went with us. Um, but in retrospect, that movie, uh, very weird. I would say 5 out of 10. It's only getting so high a rating because uh, my nephew... My oldest nephew loved it and used to sing the hot chocolate song and like pretend and like dance around all the time. And it was really cute. That is very cute. Wait, I have a story that I thought of that I wanted to share that's only tangentially related to Christmas. That's great. Go for it. Okay. So I was trying to think yesterday. I'm brainstorming for the pod, right? And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. what's my favorite like Christmas gift I ever received? What's the worst Christmas gift? Like I'm trying to think of all these things and I'm like having a really hard time bring and I'm just like god my memory is so bad <laughs> which is true I really do feel like my memory is like not great and here is my explanation for why I feel like I have really bad memory <laughs> okay and I've you've heard this story but it happened 10 years ago so you may you may not remember it but okay so my first apartment out of college also tell me if I've told this on the, on the pod before but anyway mm-hmm. okay first apartment out of college like a tiny studio on the lower east side I lived by myself Mm -hmm. it was great I had a great time you know really small room um and it kind of smelled like gas (laughs) but um (laughs) but you know it being my first apartment on my own I was just like this is how the apartment is like this Mm -hmm. is just my life (laughs) 
Yeah, it's just like a stinky apartment or whatever. It's normal. Like, it's fine. I had a great time, whatever. Great apartment. Okay, year goes by. <laughs> <laughs> a year goes by, okay. Um, and someone comes over to my apartment and let's just say it was a gentleman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the gentleman comes over and he says, wow, your apartment smells like gas. And I'm like, yeah, that's just like how it is. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, you should really get that looked, <laughs> looked into because, like, that's super dangerous, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sure, totally. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Later that evening, gentleman leaves. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's late at night, and I'm like, okay, like, I should get this looked into. So I'm like, all right, who do I call about, like, it smells like gas? I'm looking online, and mm-hmm. it's like, call 911. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, obviously I'm not calling 911. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try calling like Con Ed, and they're like, they get me on the phone. They're like, we're sending like firefighters immediately. Like, you need to wait in the front. Like, you need to go outside, exit your building, wait outside in the cold. It's like midnight, one a.m. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I was like, no, no, no. You don't understand. It's been smelling like this for a year. Like, I've been living here for a year, and I've been fine. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I don't actually exit but anyway but then I'm like freaked out I'm like oh shit okay and then all right someone comes um I think it was firefighters I guess they just like relit my pilot light on my uh stove top that had been out for a year and they literally <laughs> just like like flicked us you know like lit a match or whatever mm-hmm. and then it didn't smell like gas anymore but that is my explanation for why I feel like my memory <laughs> sucks because I lived Oh that God. way for a really long time. I think you mentioned this on the pod before, but you did not give the detail, the full detail, or that you had been living there for a year. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I have nothing to blame my short-term memory loss on. So I, th- I think I feel like you have a very normal amount of memory. I'm sure. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure. And you were young. Your bl- your brain's still flexible. It's fine. You think? I hope. I hope. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to that. Merry Christmas. But do you have a memory of like best gift, worst gift, anything like that? Um, I feel like it's almost insulting to all other people, but I'm just being yeah. like, not really. <laughs> like I'm not really. I don't know. Maybe it's just because we're both so like we're just like not materialists, you know? And we're just like <laughs> we're here for the Christmas spirit. So the gifts are not registering as much because we're actually just like so above it all yeah I will say probably it I feel like best childhood Christmas gift I do remember coming downstairs to um like a big Playmobil house that like Mm. my mom had already like built and set up and it was all Mm -hmm. like so that was pretty magical well yeah I I guess anything that's big was really exciting as a kid like I do I think one year I got a um I got a bike and so like getting like seeing like a giant thing under the tree and then finding out it's for you is just like wow the best thing ever that was pretty magical (laughs) agreed agreed okay and this is all right i'm going to share this with the pod and this may be controversial i want your take on it because we're talking about belief in santa i don't think we're gonna ever tell sylvia that santa's real i don't think we're gonna do santa with her no i kind of i kind of support that because it is like you do want to teach kids to like not just believe 
crazy things that people say and to kind of have more of like a realistic like you know gris- grasp on the world mm-hmm. i kind of i kind of agree with that well so then this is my um my feel my feeling about it be like yeah because i'm like I, it feels weird to sort of like tell this fake story that we all know is fake to her like it seems weird like i'll definitely like i'll let her read like whatever if there's like santa stories i'm gonna tell her that other kids believe in santa so that she doesn't like spoil things for that whatever but part of me is like well actually does it help your kid become more realistic to have an early traumatic memory where they find out that adults lie to them (laughs) like maybe that's actually more teaching them about how the world is than like uh trying to be (laughs) honest with your kid all the time that's so funny too i feel like because my experience wasn't like traumatic of finding out that he wasn't real that i'm like i don't have a strong feeling of like oh i'm definitely not gonna um yeah i'm not sure quite sure how i would handle it yeah yeah i know i feel like honestly like my more ambivalent like reaction to learning santa was fake makes me less likely to tell her about it because i'm also just like it was not it wasn't a huge deal to me like none of it was a huge deal like oh the story was fun but the story would have also like all stories were fun to me that i knew were fictional so like i just feel like you just know that it's fictional but you still tell the stories and like as fictional stories and that's like still fun doesn't bother me whereas i feel like people who had big traumatic reveals are more likely to either be super into the story and protective of their kids believing in it or mm. be like i would never i would never yeah I yeah i remember listening to like i feel like it was like sam harris or some like some like big annoying atheists or something be interviewed one time and he was just talking about like how horrible it is that people would ever lie to their children about the lie of Santa. And it's just disgusting to like promote lying to your children. It's just like, dude, fucking get over yourself. It's yeah. fine. It's not that big of a thing. That's what, yeah. We survived. Yeah. Exactly. Um, anyway. Um, so speaking more of family things, did you, okay. So we talked about family classic songs. I would also love to know your family classic movies of like, what did you guys watch year to year? So here's the funny thing. I feel like my mom, where I spent the majority of my time with my mom, mm-hmm. uh, we did not have any classic Christmas movies that we would watch. Mm. Not a thing. My mom is morally against rewatching movies. Somebody asked her <laughs> about that. I don't know why that is. But she feels like that's like the ultimate like waste of time. Um, yeah. But that's her. Um, so, yeah, I don't have any ones from my childhood, although my dad's house, we were definitely Home Alone fans. Mm. Home Alone is great. I stand by it. They would also watch, like, what's that called? While You Were Sleeping, which is, like, kind of a little bit of a Christmas movie with, I've like, Sandra Bullock. That. Oh, that's a good one we had on VHS. It's about, yeah, some person gets amnesia, and then the, this lady, like, pretends that they're married or something. Anyway, or, like, <laughs> engaged. <laughs> But it takes place around Christmas. But then now nice. as an adult, Adrian and I every year have been watching Elf. We love Elf. Elf Aww. is great. I've also watched Love Actually a bunch. So like as mm-hmm. an adult, I've watched that a bunch. Yeah. But what about you? Um, I want to quickly. So Elf is a great movie. I yeah. don't. It's definitely not one. It's not a re one that I'm interested in rewatching, but I would never be against it. And my main memory of watching it is I watched it, I think, three times in a row. Mm-hmm. um because my uh when i was in college one of my uh roommates got kidney stones and oh, we didn't know what, that, what it was she was just like in horrible horrible pain and so Jeez. i drove her to the emergency room um and that's what they were playing in the waiting room and i was there so long <laughs> waiting for her 
because <laughs> like nobody was coming out to tell me what was going on like should I leave should I come back like mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening so I was just waiting there and so I think I, I think I watched it like two and a half times like I started Whoa. in the middle of Elf and like got through the movie in the end and then it restarted and I like, just watched Elf because I also didn't oh have God. a smartphone at the time and I had Jeez. like my dying flip phone that I could text <laughs> my boyfriend <laughs> to be like yeah I'm still here um, wow but it was <clears throat> as far as movies go not bad um yeah elf is really i think it's a classic my dad loves it too we love will ferrell he's <laughs> hella good um but my family we watched how the grinch stole christmas and the muppets christmas carol basically every year that's so cute i love that i movie. love muppets christmas carol it's so good dude i was the hugest <laughs> fan of muppets treasure island like so much so i had a mm. birthday themed after it i love we love the soundtrack we listen to it all the time but i've never seen muppets christmas carol You've never seen it? Yeah. Fuck? I'm like, Dude. should I watch it this year? Yes. <laughs> yes. You 100% need to watch it. Yeah. I like it on that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like still fucking coughing a lot. Well, you're um, sick. That's sad. I know. Um, no, Muppets Christmas Carol is great. I feel like those, all the songs are great. Um, yeah, dude, I just, I love the Muppets. I love the Muppets. Um, you should definitely watch that this year to be Wait, tested. were you into Muppets Treasure Island as well? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, but Muppets yeah. Christmas Carol was the Muppet movie we watched over and over again. Mm. Um, but Muppets Treasure Island was great. Like, I'm very familiar with the trailer to Muppets Treasure Island that played before Muppets Christmas Carol. Because <laughs> <laughs> I watched that a lot of times. Um, and I was always like, wow, this looks so funny. And then I finally saw it and I'm like, oh, it is so funny. Um, and I think I saw it like the one time. I can still sing the songs from it. Like that's how vivid it is in my memory. I love you a musical. Christmas Carol, dude. Yeah, I do. I need to watch that. Something else we watch my family all the time though, like our like, I feel like our weird tradition movie was watching the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Oh my god, wait, I forgot about that. Okay, we had that on VHS in my dad's house. We did watch that. I love Santa Claus. That is a really good one. Yeah, it's really a very weird um, premise, if you think about it, which is like, if you accidentally kill Santa, then you need to steal his suit and become Santa Claus. <laughs> um, kind of fucked up. But also, yeah, as a kid, I loved it. I loved that the sleigh dispensed hot chocolate. That's so mm-hmm. magical. And um, I for I can't I wish I could remember the actor's name, but the actor that plays like the lead elf in oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I only in the mo- in in the Santa Claus. It's like he's like super young. It's like probably one of his first roles, and his mm-hmm. name is Bernard in it. And I like can only call this actor Bernard. <laughs> I can never remember his name. Like, I was gonna yeah, I was gonna say like was it like Barnaby or something? But yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, he's like the star of like Numbers, that TV show that I've oh. for a while. He's been on like a bunch of things, but he's always just Bernard in my heart. That's awesome. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was a that was an incredible movie. That's a good one. Um, I also have some rankings of Christmas cookies. If you want to get into mm. that, yeah, yeah, lay it on me. So number one in my heart, and I know we've made these together, so hopefully you like them too, but I love like the classic roll-out sugar cookies, cut-out, frosted. Mm-hmm. That's number one for me. Yeah, so good. So what's, good. What's your number one? Mm, I mean, honestly, that might be it. I've been making – I've been doing that. I've been doing that with shortbread. Mm. I've been like decorating with royal icing at work, and it has like – in some ways made me like it. I have a really good shortbread recipe and shortbread is one of my favorite cookies of all time. So I love that. But also like 
doing royal icing decorating takes forever and in some ways has made me a little resentful of that cookie right now. So I would say it's a 10 out of 10 cookie that's been, and having to do it in high numbers, become a 7 out of 10. I've never made royal icing for it. I literally just do the, like, straight up powdered sugar and butter. If you're doing it at home for yourself, yeah. there's, like, literally no reason to do royal icing unless you, like, I don't know, want to, like, have making the cookie making process suddenly take like 10 hours because it has to dry for so long <laughs> um yeah but yeah just doing sugar cookies i also there's these um smitten kitchen has a recipe for these i think she calls them like roll out like brownie cookies yeah but they're like chocolate roll out cookies that do just kind of taste like thin cookie versions of brownies and they're mm. super good mm. so i nice. love doing that for christmas time for decorating as an alternate to just like a sugar cookie I don't know what's happening. I heard Steven scolding Sylvia. Now she's yelling in the background. <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, I also, because my friend was just asking me, I just enjoy the holiday, like having like a holiday cookie making party to me mm. is so fun. That's like a 10 out of 10. And I, but I like so rarely, I think this part of, again, my relationship to Christmas souring. One, being an atheist <laughs> is like, <laughs> doesn't help with a lot. Like, I've become very resentful of uh, a lot of the Christmas stuff. <clears throat> and then uh, working retail with the Christmas music, but also just like working in food service in general means that you just like work the entire holiday season. Mm. So it's like, I really want to have a cookie making party because that's really delightful. I really want to like get cozy with hot chocolate and listen to Christmas songs. Like that would be very fun. I want to do, I want to make paper snowflakes. I want to make handmade Christmas cards. But like actually, I'm just fucking exhausted the whole time. Dude, um, you got to be a teacher. You got to be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think about it still. I'm like, I should fucking just go back to school, get my teaching credential, and like have holidays off. Like what? That's crazy. And make, like, twice as much money. And I know teachers get paid like shit, but let me tell you, being a pastry chef, <laughs> it pays worse. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did I, what, did I already tell you about this, like, that New York Times thing that was, like, guess the salary? And it had, like, different jobs in New York City because, like, they have a new thing in New York City where there's pay transparency and everybody has to list the salary for their job, for their job listings. That's awesome. But, okay, so one of the things was, like, all right, sous chef at, like, per se, like, the fanciest mm -hmm. restaurant imaginable, right? Mm -hmm. And it was, like, guess their salary. And sous chef, right, is, like, a pretty high position, right? Yeah. They, it was, like, 70K. Yeah. I was, like, yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah, dude, it's a, it's not a well-paid industry, and it is really annoying. Really annoying. Um, But, yeah. Go back to Christmas cookies to feel a little more in the spirit. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> less in my Grinch mode of, like, being resentful about having to work holidays. Dude, literally, hold on. Go back. Grinch. Let me Grinch mode real quick. Okay. Grinch One mode. Year, I worked for a bakery where the night baker just was like, I'm taking three weeks off for Christmas. And they were <laughs> like, you can't. And then he's like, I'm going to Mexico. Bye. Um, I love <laughs> that. Yeah. Um. But then they needed some. And then also my boss was like, well, I'm also actually going to be gone for two weeks. Sorry. And I was like, cool. I guess I'll just be here by myself baking everything <laughs> with like a few other people. So I worked like six, like the two weeks around Christmas. I think I worked six days a week and I worked like 10 hour days every day. And I had to work the day before Christmas and the day after Christmas because mm. my boss refused to let us be closed for like more than like a day. Even though we were making no money. 
Mm. And it was truly like the worst, the worst thing of all. I haven't had such a shitty schedule around Christmas for a long time. That was definitely like a low point. That is, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was a zero out of ten. This year I have Christmas Day off and the next three days after that. I would rate that like um I would I mean like that's like actually pretty generous, I feel like, for a lot of food businesses that refuse to be closed for any amount of time. So I want to rate it like a seven out of ten because also I'm like, but I still would rather be having like three weeks off, you know? Yeah. Like in my ideal world, I would love to just like have a full Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, cookies, cookie baking, back to that. I actually love gingerbread and I love making gingerbread houses. Like, and you only do that at Christmas. Because thing is like the rollout sugar cookies, I'll make that whenever. I love yeah. to do a little cookie decorating time with sugar cookies. Um, like with my nephews or something like I'll do that in June I don't need mm-hmm. to have it be Christmas time but gingerbread is like a purely Christmas thing and making a gingerbread house and covering it in candy and then like just eating it for days until it's like stale and you're just eating all the old M&Ms and like the crusty frosting is just like one extremely nostalgic for me because my mom would make gingerbread house a gingerbread house uh like the walls and stuff every year when I was a kid and then me and my mm-hmm. little cousins we would all decorate it mm-hmm. and we would just like eat as much candy as we were putting on the house and then we would slowly eat the house over days and it was just like so fun and like I don't know Stephen and I made gingerbread houses last year and the year before as like pandemic activity to do which was also extremely fun we missed it this year well we might if we still have time, we'll do it, but, like, we've been hella sick, so probably not. But, like, it's such a, it's just, just, like, it's a fun arts and crafts activity while also being a way to just, like, fill your body with sugar, which I love. Okay, I can't really relate to this because I don't feel like I love the taste of gingerbread. I don't know if I've ever had, like, fresh gingerbread. I feel like I always have it, like, when it's, like, a month old and, like, stale as a brick. And I find (laughs) building gingerbread houses to be incredibly frustrating, and I've only done it, like, once in my life. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But well, it is cute in theory to me. It's very cute in theory. And they look I cute. Su- I suggest you revisit. I feel like it's like, I'm going to say it's an 8 out of 10. Because it isn't like the perfect, it's it's not like my ideal cookie. Again, it's a once a year thing. I'm the yeah. same thing like, yeah, like on Christmas to me, a gingerbread and gingerbread house is a 10 out of 10. Any other time of the year, like I would eat it. I love ginger snaps. But they're more of like a 7 out of 10, 6 out of 10 um yes yeah dude you should revisit stella parks has a recipe for delicious gingerbread cookies and for a specific like here's the gingerbread recipe that tastes okay but is very structurally sound for if you like want to do an elaborate gingerbread house Hmm. that's what steven and i did last year and the year before and it was just like super fun in both years because steven is the one that really insisted on doing it both years steven stayed up late making it it raging at it being so pissed being so frustrated so kind of like your experience um and just like losing his little mind like I'd wake up in the mornings he would stay up late after I went to bed to like be making it and make the walls and stuff and I would come out to the kitchen being a mess like I could tell I could feel his rage still left in the kitchen Mm -hmm. um so that's like maybe a two out of ten but also is an eight out of ten because it's really funny and it's also like (laughs) like so predictable and like so many avoidable errors were made which to me as a baker is a little bit funny um (laughs) and ultimately it would be really fun when we'd start putting it together and steven would be like it's worth it we'll do it again even though he was like so angry the day before like the situation is just so funny um, but yeah, highly recommend mm-hmm. Stella Parks' gingerbread recipe if you want to like build something fun. Brave tart. 
Yeah, dude. <laughs> I know. Bringing her up again. We love her. <laughs> we love her. One of us. One of us. Loves her. <laughs> you will. You will love her. Nice. Well, um, I'm trying to think. Okay. Um, what time is it? What time is it? It's time for the motherhood man. It Christmas so version. Christmas no, just kidding. time. I know. I was like, what's a Christmas sound I can make with like my mouth? I'm like, how do I sound like bells? <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> ding a ling. <laughs> Ring a ding bing. It's Christmas time and motherhood minute. Mm. I wanted to rate uh putting up a tree and putting ornaments on it with a baby. So cute. So I, I love like... that your tree is Sylvia sized. I know, I know, because we're it's really just because we're like very cheap and like we want a Christmas tree, but we're just like, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to strap something to my roof right here. We're gonna get one we can fit in the back seat. Um so our tree is hella small. But basically, like I we started um we decorated some Christmas trees right after Thanksgiving at my uncle's house. Um, and I like was very concerned because I have many beautiful, delicate ornament balls. Um that Sylvia was obviously extremely enticed by because they're like covered in glitter. Um, but she was just like so careful with putting them on the tree. Did she mm. sometimes miss and almost drop them on the ground? Yes. I was there helping her to catch them. But she was like very into it. She's like very into doing like little dexterous activities, I feel like, like mm. the trying to put them on a branch. And she was so into it. I was so impressed that she didn't just immediately swing them around or try and throw them. Like when mm. I was telling her they were breakable. Um and that was so cute. And then that was again with our little Christmas tree that we just got and we're decorating it. She was also like really into putting ornaments on the tree. And it was just like super, super sweet. Again, dancing to Nat King Cole. And so I would say that experience was a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 decorating with your toddler. However, that was the initial thing. Mm-hmm. Later that day, her only goal was to remove all the ornaments off the tree and put it into the water. Into the water at the base of the tree so we have like christmas tree stand with water in it you know to keep it alive mm-hmm. and like literally it's like i go in the other room i come back and she's removed five ornaments and just put them all into the water including your beautiful <laughs> like you have like um emma sent us like a beautiful paper ornament it's like a snowflake with you and adrian in it that's so cute that was in the water that that hit the water <laughs> but so it's a it, it didn't get ruined. It wasn't in there for very long before I realized it. It is a little more wrinkly now for having been given a bath. <laughs> um, and just in general, we also have an ornament our friend Ashley gave us. It's of a donut, which, which I almost just called Sylvia Melissa, <laughs> <laughs> which Sylvia um, keeps taking off and saying bun, which again means bread, um, calling it bread pulling it off and trying to put it in the water or just like throw it around for some reason that one in particular she's like very into of calling it pond and trying to get it into the water constantly and so that's kind of like a it's a five out of ten because like honestly it's like we don't have any ornaments that are like super super uh like I would worry about getting wet um and it's pretty funny but it's also like kind of annoying (laughs) and concerning that she just like is insisting that like every ornament needs a bath and I'm like this is why we need a Christmas we need like a stool to put this Christmas tree on so that she won't take all the (laughs) shit off yeah that's tough Mm -hmm. yeah so you know some some pluses some minuses that's basically the way of the toddler they're they're fucking nut jobs yeah Mm -hmm. oh toddlers Little Sylvia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Well, do you have I... any? Do you, I'm like, do you have a Christmassy TTCC? <laughs> exactly. Well, no, at this moment I don't. But here's the funny thing with the timing of IVF. We may be at the fertility clinic literally on Christmas morning. <laughs> which wow, will are they even fun. open? They are, dude, because fertility infertility waits for no man. Yeah, that's, um, ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Yeah. So it's like really funny, but I mean, it's uh, IVF depends on like when your cycle starts. So we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see. Um, but basically, yeah. So I'm I'm getting a little nervous to start IVF starts this week I mean when you're listening to this it will have already started but mm-hmm. you basically go in every other day in the morning for blood work and ultrasound and stuff and so we'll be spending a lot of Christmas break at the fertility clinic wow how do you expect to rate that um <laughs> well <laughs> it's not like bad because it's pretty usually pretty fast Mm-hmm. And if we can go, so there's like one location near us, whatever. The weekend place is like farther. I expect to rate it, I would say, a five out of 10. And all mm-hmm. five points are because I'm excited if we finally are able to get pregnant. Yeah. And the negative five is for having to be up super early every other day of my Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, that <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be fine. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it's good that it's happening where you're not having to, like, constantly request time off. Yeah, except this is, like, the thing that I feel like, because my supervisor herself has, like, gone through IVF, she would, she's, like, mm. super understanding. So, she know, like, uh, if anything, it's, like, the morning thing is fine, especially mm. when you're literally doing IVF. Like, with IUI, it sounds, like, less legit or something to me. I don't know. Oh, it's uh, not, though. But, yes. So, yeah. I would like to rate your refrigerator going on the fritz while you have twenty thousand dollars worth of ivf meds stored in the fridge oh god and that i would give a zero out of ten very stressful mm-hmm. um that's our- a real so this is pissness moment <laughs> yeah that definitely is dude um we think it's fine i don't know our fridge is like fine for now i i have no idea Mm. but also it made me feel better to google and realize that some of the ivf meds while they are refrigerated like they last until their expiration date if they're refrigerated but they last until three months before their expiration date if they're room temp so i'm like oh okay so it's actually fine if they're not it's not like they're out of refrigeration for eight hours and like you're fucked you'll be that's how i interpreted my google search but if any ivf ladies want to correct me on that definitely go ahead yeah i mean that's i don't know that seems it seems legit um google search seems legit (laughs) (sighs) yeah dude that's extremely stressful are you going to get your fridge fixed are they replacing it um our landlord supposedly is going to replace the fridge i mean i kind of feel like that's a long process right from like like he hasn't ordered it yet so i'm like from ordering it to when it arrives i imagine is a long period of time yeah i remember when i was living in davis our fridge went out once it was like or it was just running like it probably like 50 degrees so like we could put food in it and it would last a short amount of time before it mm. would go bad um and i think it <clears throat> it didn't take them super long to get a new fridge but by new fridge i mean they did find a used fridge on craigslist that they then <laughs> installed themselves and i'm like this is why everything in this condo fucking sucks is because you insist on finding the cheapest used product and replacing it with like another like yourselves so true it's just like not good 
our oven was also broken at that place and like half the burners on the stove and it took them like two months to replace it and I just like only cooked in our toaster oven (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude renting is a real adventure Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah dude especially yeah it's a it's not a pretty picture out there it's not it's Mm -mm. not but yeah so i'm excited to update everybody on how ivf goes for me Mm -hmm. yeah Um, oh yeah and just so that our reviewers know we are gonna take a little christmas break from the pod um so enjoy our beautiful voices right now because we're gonna take a week off so we'll you know you'll see us in two weeks after this exactly oh and for anyone interested in ivf um just wanted to say we're doing a frozen embryo cycle so um it's not like i would be pregnant like immediately just so people know it would be like yeah around, so hold on to your yeah. pants everybody it would Don't be <laughs> february at the earliest that we would transfer if we have any embryos to transfer mm-hmm. so we'll see very exciting though we will all be having you in our thoughts hoping for many many eggs many embryos many embryos let's go mm-hmm. let's go embryo <laughs> <clears throat> a little christmas embryo for us Mm-hmm, That'd be nice. Exactly. And then you'll be able to name your baby Christmas. Exactly. They'll, it'll be Noel if it's a girl. Noel Christmas Pile. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the beautiful ring to that. And there any other that. good like Christmas themed names? Like obviously Jesus. Angel. Um, Angel. That's a really good one. Um, um <laughs> Holly. Oh shit. <laughs> Holly's really good. That's the name of Adrian's ex. <laughs> nice, nice. That makes it even more potent for you guys. Exactly. Um, I'm like mistletoe. Ivy Rudolph. Ivy Rudolph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Wait, obviously Prancer. Santa. Prancer. Prancer's really good. Um, Jingle. Comet. Comet. Yeah, we we can do all the reindeer. We can do all the reindeer <laughs> for sure. Any of those are good. Mrs. Claus. Oh, Mrs. Yeah. <laughs> this is my baby, Mrs. Claus. <laughs> um, um, yeah, really, this it's, it's a rich vein. Red. A rich vein. For Green. anyone that's trying to get pregnant around this time, really consider doing an honor to Christmas, the holiday. Evergreen. Uh, yeah. Dude, okay, I have a non-Christmas related review, and it's only even tangentially related because the word Kwanzaa is in it. Okay. Okay. I have a musical review. I get in my car to go to work yesterday, and I'm, like, feeling like shit. I have the local radio station on in my car, mm-hmm. and it's playing this fucking jam. Like, it's just, like, this funky dance song, and I'm like, this is sick. And so I shazam it, and it's the song Wicked Funk by Kwanzaa Posse. And it is a phenomenal song. It really set me up for success for the beginning of my day at work, even though I later left early because I felt like shit. <laughs> Um, but it got it got me going. It got me grooving and moving so that I could just sort of jam out and uh, get the beginning of my work done. I immediately put on a Spotify radio based off of that song. Mm. Um, got some fuck. What's his name? It's like Manu Dibongo or something like that on there. Had some fucking uh, Amadou and Mariam come up. Some Angelique Joe. It was good dancey funky shit so everybody check out i have no idea if other stuff by kwanzaa posse is good but i assume so based off of wicked funk but everybody check out that song um it was great 
I will be Googling mm-hmm. and I'll report back. Yeah. Yeah. No idea if you like it. I feel like <laughs> you often don't love my recommendations, but that's okay. Oh, it's sad. It's okay. But you know what? We both love Kurt Vile, something I was reminded of last night. I was mm-hmm. listening to Kurt Vile. He's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. He's hella good. Yeah. Are there, I'm like, are there any other pop stars like who do Christmas albums that are like solid? I never really listened to them or like an unexpected um... Christmas album. I don't know. Yeah, I'll have yeah. to report back. You know what? I want to give, okay, here a little shout out to my mom. Hi, mom. Um, who one year when I was a teenager, like in the time of burning CDs, which we did constantly for our cars, mm-hmm. she wanted to have some Christmas music. So she made herself a little Christmas, couple Christmas mixes. And she put on one of them and fucking Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson comes up. Like We were like <laughs> listening to it in the car. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is not a Christmas song. And this is Marilyn Manson. She was like, well, yeah, I had to like break it up a little bit so that it wasn't like just <laughs> Christmas music. So I get tired of it. So I just needed like something to like mix it up. And nice. I would say 10 out of 10 to that. Well done, mom. Uh, you make a great mix. <laughs> Your mom is very cool. Shout yeah. out. Extremely funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and it was like a mix of that and then like Christmas in Killarney. <laughs> like other random Christmas songs that she like bought off of uh, iTunes. Ooh, like Blink-182 Christmas music, stuff like that. Oh my god, I forgot about freaking Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. You know that song? I do not. Irish Christmas New York song. You gotta listen to it. Ooh, it's I'll check like... it. It's Christmas Eve back in the drunk tank, you know? Oh, that old man said to me, won't see another one. Anyway, great song. Wonderful. Okay, I want to, I want to, we need to close it out soon. But I do want to, you reminded me with the Irish talk that I wanted to rate 10 out of 10 to this new Christmas tradition that Steve and I started during (gasps) the pandemic years a couple years ago, which is every Christmas morning we have decided we will be making a full Irish breakfast. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's great. Full Irish breakfast is so good. It feels very festive because Mm -hmm. it's just all meat. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Extremely heavy food. Um, So delicious. And it's fun. It's like we can look forward to buying fancy sausages. We love that. Highly recommend to anyone if you're looking for like what to do to your Christmas breakfast. Because they're full Irish. Dude, maybe we'll do a full English, you know, to celebrate our British roots over here. Oh, yeah. Throw some beans on it. <laughs> it's funny because I actually don't enjoy the beans. That's like the one aspect. And <laughs> I'm like, no, thanks. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I feel like, what's the other difference? I feel like it's that instead of soda bread, you have like regular bread. Yeah. There's definitely like not a bad swap. We've we've discussed. We've discussed. Still, <laughs> I'm definitely, I will be sharing, when we do our full Irish breakfast, I will be sharing pictures on the Instagram. Yay. Let's do a lot of Christmas pics on the gram. Oh, I would love that. I love that. And the stories, little ratings of our Christmas moments. Yes. And if you want to give us a Christmas present, you could rate us on Spotify. Thank you. Someone did rate us on Spotify. So shout out to whoever that was. Oh, nice. Um, or rate us on Apple Pod. And if you leave a review, that's great. That's mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah, that's wonderful. Dude, also, okay, i sorry, I'm having, like, other ratings come up that I'd, like, forgotten throughout the pod. <laughs> Which I would say, nice palate clean- cleanser from having worked retail at Whole Foods inundated with Christmas music that my next job, despite being harrowing in some ways, was working for a Jewish family. And I, like, loved how much they didn't give a shit about Christmas. Really enjoyed that a lot. Really enjoyed learning about Jewish holidays, and I apologize to our Jewish listeners that you've had to listen to so much about Christmas because I know it's yeah. annoying. Yeah, um, unless you celebrate both, which some people do. 
Well, yeah, that's true. But it's definitely not a Jewish holiday. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say um, 10 out of 10 to working somewhere that gives no shits about Christmas on Christmas time, even if I'm going home to celebrate. Because then it's just like, that. it's just not overwhelming and I can enjoy my Christmas holiday because I haven't had like Christmas shit directly on my chest for like all of December, you know? Mm-hmm. Instead, we just got to talk about how, like, well, there was nothing to bake really for Hanukkah because they're like, we don't, we're not doing anything for that either. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. They are great. Anyway, well, do you have any, do you have any, uh, you and Adrian Christmas traditions or are you starting any this year? Yes, we have a tradition of the night before Christmas Eve, not the night before Christmas Eve, on Christmas Eve. <laughs> we <laughs> give each other a new pair of pajamas as we Ooh. wear them that night. And I love this tradition. It was Adrian's idea, and he's a genius. And we've been doing it for years. I love that. Fucking Christmas pajamas, 10 out of 10. I would say Christmas sweatsuits, also 10 out of 10. My sister got us matching sweatsuits for Christmas once, and I was like, this is the greatest thing. I don't have any Christmas pajamas or sweatsuits. And this year, I think we're doing Christmas-themed, finally, pajamas for each other. Yeah, I meant more just it was received on Christmas. Oh, yeah. They were actually themed. But definitely having them be themed is also great. I'm very in favor of a pajama set of a sweatsuit. Love these things. Right. Well, well done. Merry Christmas to all. Yeah. And to all a good pod. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Let us know. Review review your Christmas gifts to us, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. We should do that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah review me like grandma gave me this zero out of ten it was one dollar what do i get with this um <laughs> no tag us in your instagram post the ratings of all your christmas happenings unless you're worried about offending your family you understand uh but just hit us up on the instagram at the review crew pod send us email for an pod at gmail.com i mean next episode like we're gonna be skipping the new year's week um, we're going to be coming in having made resolutions <gasps> and trying true. to live them out. So if you have any sort of resolutions or have opinions on New New Year's and making New Year's resolutions, send us those. Let us know. We can respond to it yeah. in the next pod. Um, you know where to find us. Shoot us a text. I, I had a friend who just texted me a response to one of our podcasts we were listening to recently. And you know what? It brought me a lot of fucking joy. I love oh, that. Yeah. I love I love hearing from our listeners. One mm-hmm. because they're largely our friends, so I just like hearing from my friends. They're great. Um, but in response to the pod, especially, it's a it's a different kind of special joy. Yeah, that's a ten out of ten for sure. Mm-hmm. You're all perfect tens, reviewers, and you're all gifts. You're all gifts this holiday season. <laughs> you're my gift. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I was trying to do something. I love it. I feel like this ending has been prolonged, and we should end it. All right. Let me just and... close it out really quick with another rendition. Of so this is business. Yes. Okay. Here we go. All right. So this, this is, is business. The podcast is over. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> bravo bravo <All> right. <laughs> bye bye <laughs>